Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And right now we are breaking down season two, episode 11, Phoenix Under Siege. Yes. Uh, we're going to find out how it holds up. But first, let's catch up a little. Annie, what's going on with you? Oh, gosh. Uh, not much, honestly. Um, it's the same same kind of uh, situation as I've been in um, yeah. for the past year of this pandemic. But um, <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that people are like, someday people might find find this podcast like three years from now and, and go, oh, I'm going to work my way through MacGyver and have to listen to us blather on about the 2020 pandemic for I every know. goddamn episode. And I actually <laughs> feel really bad about that because like, for me, I don't think I'm going to want to hear a goddamn no. thing about the pandemic <laughs> right. yeah, once yeah. we are on the other side of this. Yeah, I, I could see if done. I weren't on this podcast and three years from now I discovered it, I would scrub through the first 15 minutes of every episode and just be like, get Fine. to the goddamn episode. <laughs> yeah, People are probably already doing that, honestly. Um, but what, what has been going on with me is that I think I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago that I watched Harry Potter for the first time. You did. Um, I've watched all of them now. No, um, oh I've God. seen all of them. Um, wow. and then I got really bummed out that Alan Rickman is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And so now I am on an Alan Rickman kick and I'm making gotcha. my way through his entire filmography. <laughs> so wow. That's amazing. I watched, um, what I watched. So I watched a show, a uh, movie called Bottle Shock, if people have seen I that. I remember that. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it's about kind of like the wine um, yeah. industry and kind of now that I'm in Northern California, it was kind of interesting to mm. to see the wine um, scene in the 70s through that lens. And yeah. he's hilarious in that. It's a great you, little indie. I really enjoyed that It's one. a great, I had never seen it um, mm. because the subject matter isn't something that I would particularly seek out, um, mm. but it was, it was really cute. Um, I also rewatched Dogma because that is what <laughs> I put something out. So I put something out on Twitter and I was like, you know, what are the Rickman deep cuts? Yeah. You know, I've seen all of his kind of like big, big movies, I've seen Die Hard, Die Hard. I've seen, yeah, right. you know, a lot of the big things you've done. And people told me to watch Dogma. Now, mm. I have seen Dogma before. Yeah. Um, I certainly watched a lot of Kevin Smith when I was a teen because mm. it was something that my brother was really into. And mm. so I've seen all of those early Kevin Smith movies about a thousand times, Dogma included. I rewatched it. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. Um <laughs> It this is loaded. I can tell this is going to be loaded. It didn't age as poorly as I had feared. Um, okay. Okay. I was really nervous that it was going to be um, rough. I, I, were, I had that one on VHS cassette. And all I can remember is I remember two things about it. I remember the scene where Alan Rickman drops his pants. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I remember the what I assume would be a very difficult scene to watch now where Matt Damon like wastes an entire boardroom full of people. Uh, right. Is that what he does? Yes, and it's not it's not exactly shown on screen, but right, it, but it's, it's a lot of gun violence. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of gun violence, and that was really hard. And I feel like the movie was really trying um, on it. Like I just was really struck by how all over the spectrum it was. Like mm -hmm. there were moments where you know Chris Rock's character goes on a rant against um, how whitewashed the Bible and right. religion is, and you're just like, Oh, this is like an actually really anti-racist 
kind of film mm-hmm. cut to 20 minutes later, there's like a cheap, dumb joke and they have, you know, rappers in a strip club. Like it's yeah. just very all over the map. Same thing with Linda Fiorentino's character, incredibly like feminist, like Mm -hmm. her character works at an abortion clinic, if you remember that detail. And so they have like these really feminist um, ideas. And then, you know, at the end, you know, she had been on unable to have children and then Mm. she gets pregnant by the end. Uh, And like the entire thing is like all a woman wants is a baby. Like it's just very, um, it, it was, I just was really struck at how all over the map it was. Like mm. you, just when you think, you know what it is, yeah. it just goes in the opposite direction. Um, yeah. That feels like early Kevin Smith. <laughs> but like Alan Rickman was great in it. Like yeah. he's, I mean, he's great. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I responded to that Twitter and said that we, uh, we th- did this dumb little uh, work retreat thing and we all watched Galaxy Quest recently, which was really fun to rewatch. So this is the question I have about Galaxy Quest. Mm. If I'm not, familiar with star trek doesn't matter yeah doesn't it's, matter at it, all. it's just like you know the tropes and it's like mm-hmm. what if star trek was real <laughs> like it's all but it, it's very it's very sweet little movie uh it's got a good cast and uh and there's a fun documentary about the making of it too it's like yeah that's on my list i think galaxy quest is definitely something i'm gonna watch speaking of tv tv recommendations and things that you might like um i finally started watching call your agent on netflix have you seen this? You know, another good friend of mine recommended it to me and I haven't watched it yet. I think you would like it. It's great. Uh, it is French. Um, mm-hmm. It is a lot of really great shots of Paris. <laughs> and okay. the, and it's about a talent agency, like a bunch of agents who manage movie stars. Uh, but the characters are really well defined. I was saying to Natalie last night that it's so refreshing to see a show that is like, it's not patriarchal. It's like mm-hmm. there there are storylines that deal with the patriarchy, but the point of view of the show is not you should care more about the male character than the female character. Like that inherent imbalance is so present in so much media these days that like just to have a show that's like, if anything, tilts more toward f- like female characters' um, points of view. Mm. It's really refreshing. One of the um, things that someone pointed out was that what they love about French TV is that you know, there are men and especially women of all ages and Mm. it's just normal. It is normal to have just like a woman in her fifties. Well, they have one in their eight, in her eighties. One of the agents is an 80 something year old woman and nobody even mentions it. It's just like, she's just there. I love that. Yeah. Um, And it, and and it's funny. It's like touching and funny. And uh, so subtitle that shit up and uh and of course i watched the four hour snyder cut because i'm a glutton for punishment i was like why am i you watching did you really Justice okay League? i didn't care about it the first time around why should i care about a four hour version of it but i did it <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's clearer but it's dark it's so gray and dark and i don't care about anything any of the stakes and it's just like what am i doing I was so um i was so confused because one of the things that started trending on Twitter tangential to that whole um, thing was Billy Crudup, the actor. Sure. And I was so nervous to click on that. I was like, no, 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 no. We can't lose Billy Crudup. No, I didn't think he had died. Oh, you thought maybe canceled. And I was like, no, I cannot emotionally handle like some scandal involving um, the guy from almost famous. I had a moment like that. (laughs) I had a moment like that today with Dave Pilkey, who the guy who wrote Captain Underpants, he was in a, uh, and I clicked on that and thought, because they're canceling one of his books or something. And I was like, Oh Mm -hmm. no. And it just turns out like, 
literally it's just it's got some like uh, bad Asian stereotypes in it. And he and Scholastic just made the decision like, you know what, this is bad. We should yeah, pull we it. We just don't want to put this out. Um, yeah. And he put out this apology and everything. I was like, oh, that's nice for someone to just take responsibility for how, you know, the microaggressions of their previous work and pull it from the shelves. Uh, I'm sure, Incredible. you know, cancel culture. It'll be, we'll be, it'll be on Fox News next week. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've gone off. It, it was really funny to um, like during, uh, you know, some, some horrific thing that's going on in, in our nation, you flip yeah. over to Fox News and it's about Dr. Seuss. I know. And you're just like, what? are we doing? I know. And it wor- the, the the really sad part about that is that that diversionary tactic works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, this is not a political podcast. No. <laughs> we got to start our podcast here. We got to bring our guests, our guests in. We have plural guests this, uh, this week. Uh, hopefully I don't get your credits wrong. Um, I'll, I'll kill you if you do. <laughs> I know you will. Uh, our guests today are incredibly funny. Uh, comedians who have both written for The Break on Netflix with Michelle Wolf. Uh, Anthony's been on Colbert. Greg's been on America's Got Talent. Together with their pal, Brendan Ayer, they have a very funny podcast called The Rad Dude Cast. Please welcome our friends, Anthony DeVito and Greg Stone. Hey. How is that, y'all? <laughs> hey. 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 Oh, Just some man. fucking Barry White vibe <laughs> right off good. the top. <laughs> Hi guys, man. What's up? Uh, what's up, Nathan? Andy? Um, yeah, Greg. Greg just got a second dose today, so he's this is a le- this is yeah. the least talkative I've ever seen this man in my whole entire life. <laughs> I've known him going on twenty something years. Uh, wow! And, and this uh, I did watch this episode in a um in a hallucinetic. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see what we we'll see what we got. Greg's commentary is mainly going to be about the colors. Yeah. <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> I actually have a note that the pink marble in the lobby of this office building is like so 80s. I loved it. I was like, yeah, remember when they used to have pink marble on the walls in regular office buildings? In the 80s, every day was Easter. Yeah. 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 A lot of pastels. Pastels. pastels, Yeah. Yeah. Like the 80s to me, and I think I've talked about this with Greg a bunch, but like Miami Beach is the 80s. Yeah. Yes. It stayed. Right. Yeah. Miami stayed in Miami Beach. Yeah. yeah, I was so I couldn't believe Miami existing now, not in the 80s is like crazy to me as a yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is strange when you I went there a couple of years ago for the first time and I was like, this is here. Like, yeah. did you guys know like this whole city is here? Uh, it still looks it's like, like finding this. like some indigenous tribe where you're like, you haven't moved on really or anything felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess I'll get my leg amputated at a peach hospital. <laughs> yeah. uh, I trust this. <laughs> I love that. That's your go to medical procedure. Yeah. Like, nothing. You'd be surprised. The amount of times I've had gangrene in my life, Andy, yeah. it's yeah. really mind blowing. Like getting on a cruise ship. <laughs> So, uh, you, I mean, you have a bit of an 80s aesthetic with your uh, your podcast, the Rad Dude Cast. Um, your children of the 80s, 90s. What was your jam TV wise growing up? Oh man, it's like my whole life is my whole life is the 80s. And not, yeah, and I mean, I, I see the action figures behind you. <laughs> yeah, I spent the last 15 years trying to recreate the first 15 years. Of my <laughs> How are you doing? How's that coming? Rehashing all of it. I mean, I have all of the best shit that I wanted when I was, you right. know, in the, when, in the 80s. It's like I wanted all this stuff. So then, right. as soon as I turned 30, it was like, well, I'm getting it all. And I got all the best toys. Yeah. I got laser tag in the back. I got everything you need. You come to my house. I got yeah. it all. Yeah. And how has that been? How is that like as an experience? Because I mean, clearly, I started this podcast. I'm trying to recapture some part of my childhood. Right. What's it like to have all the shit that you wanted when you were a kid? Is it as fun as you thought it would be? You can't fill the hole. 
It's not. It's unfillable. <laughs> it's it's a, you're trying to fill a hole. It's the wrong right. hole. Right. You know, it's what mm. you really need yeah. is to just apologize to your mom. Right. Back on better terms with your family. The right. Spider-Man figures doesn't matter how much articulation they have. It yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's great. It's fun. It's like I all. Um, I don't know, man. I I I. It's in. Man, I'm really trying to keep my brain. I, I won't. I won't. I won't ask so you any follow-up. So Back man. to you, Anthony. I'll just be like the Letterman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to for you sure, guys. For sure. That's great. Yeah. I'll tell you the report. Seventy-one <laughs> and sunny down here in San Diego. Honestly, that would be a welcome structure to this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I'm open to it. Yeah. I love when we could throw to people. Yeah. Yeah. I can do about fifteen to twenty seconds worth of talking yeah. before my brain shits out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. I'll just throw to you guys. Okay. Why don't we do um, a ticker? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's kind of yeah. fun. And then whenever it's up, somebody jump in and just. Yeah. Dude, I have a vast knowledge of toys from and cartoons from the 80s that my, a lot of people don't remember. Yeah. Like I remember I had Barnyard Commandos, Food Fighters. These Who are things. Are that, Hold on. Who are the Barnyard Commandos? There was a toy line that tried to get that really tried to get off the ground <laughs> in the 80s where it was just a series of like cows and pigs that had bazookas on them. Come on. They, yeah. Oh my they, God. Yard commandos. I, this is such a great point. They yeah. didn't strap a gun on anything yeah. in the 80s yeah. and so call it a line like of figures. A, a G.I. Joe ripoff? Like what were they ripping off to, oh, to get? So there's it. a history in the 80s goes. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did well. And so then all of the network, all the heads of these companies went, so I guess anything works. And yeah. then they were like trying to get any kind of animal. They were like, get any kind of animal and make it fight. Make and that's so was like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And then the, then the animals worked and they said, well, get us pizza. It was like, there was food fighters, which was a, a pizza who was a man okay. and, he had a, and he had a, a machete or something. <laughs> it was weird. But yeah, yeah, a lot of that weird shit. The 80s was all about combining innocence with violence yeah. <laughs> on yeah. all fronts. Very much what what this show is, what what MacGyver is. It's like this corn fed, uh, you know, Minnesota boy who's super nice, but also will blow up a security guard if he needs to get out of a building. All right. That's so you said that he's from Minnesota. I thought he was from Canada. That's what it made it seem like in the episode, at least. I thought he was they, from Phoenix. He, I think he's a fan of... <laughs> He's such a fan of hockey the whole way through, and he like he's kind of he has a Canadian well, he has, feel. Yeah, yeah, he's a Calgary Flames hat as well. He does, and he also like in the next season they're going to move the whole show to Toronto, uh, Vancouver. Sorry, uh, and shoot the whole show in Vancouver from then on. You know, I think a lot of people associated with Canada because of that, and yeah. Well, Why also, yeah. did you do? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. No, no. Go ahead. I'm excited for what <laughs> it's you're the question say. every guest asks. Go ahead, ask it. Why, Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why? Why did you make us do this? Why did you do this? And then why did you make us do this? It's, yes, it's yeah. always like, why are we here? And like, yeah. Nathan can't answer that for you. I, like I know, you. I can't. I've I never seen a comedy club owner wield his power in such an unusual <laughs> way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah. honestly, like Nathan oh, is so funny. Nathan's a nice guy. So usually most comedy club owners, when like they'll make you sick through their war stories right. or whatever's going oh, on yeah. and their marital problems for 40 minutes in a green room. Nathan right. is like, you guys need to watch an episode of MacGyver and do my podcast. I've never oh, met God. such a sweet nerd in my that whole entire so life funny. who has power. You know, oh, that is yeah. so funny. And honestly, I'm grateful for it. You know, Boston like, clubs make you sit through their racist exactly. rants and yeah, or right, underpay right. you. It's like yeah. you, uh, yeah. Vermont's fun, but you got to do a bunch of MacGyver shows. Yeah, what yeah. an easier time and a reasonable sun, Sunday night at seven o'clock, a very reasonable hour. Can you guys take an hour out of your schedule to talk to me about MacGyver? I mean, yeah. Of course, it's like in the grand scheme of comedy and the horror show that you have to endure. Of course. 
<laughs> yeah, at least it's not the new MacGyver. I'd oh, much rather watch the right. old MacGyver than yeah, the yeah, new yeah. MacGyver. The new There's one is rough. New MacGyver. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. How yeah. dare they? Oh, dare but they. Nathan, do you want to give oh. give your? I mean, I, the background on this. It does this kind is, of fit when you think about it, because we are just kind of like nerdy comedians who started a comedy right. club in Vermont, and so like, of course, mm. the owner of the comedy club in Vermont is like just wants to watch TV with his friends. Um, uh, <laughs> but really, uh, it was ultimately. For whatever, we've talked about this before uh, a million times, but I only got like one fucking channel when I was a kid and my mom wouldn't let me watch anything adult besides right. this show, which was kind of family friendly. And so I, and he was smart and he's like, it just, I got totally Arguably smart. It. Let's say that. Yeah. Better I mean, he smart. was presented as brilliant <laughs> presented and I bought it as a nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and so as an adult, I was like, uh, I remember watching like one episode in college and being like, oh, it is shitty. <laughs> um, and then, you know, during the pandemic, I was just like, I just kind of want to watch all this and see how it holds up and For sure. so i pulled annie in because she is a big fan of tv and hadn't watched a lot of macgyver and i i wanted to and you said you would never honest. book me again unless <laughs> right I that's what yeah <laughs> whatever yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> at least you didn't make us watch uh airwolf which yeah. I believe was a guy who had a pet helicopter. It was like, <laughs> we solve crimes in a helicopter, which is like the most insane yeah. vehicle. To, yeah. Like Knight Rider was a car and they're like, we do helicopter crimes over here, pal, which yeah, was yeah, way yeah. insane. Yeah, this yeah. is actually a great new segment where we list all the shows. It would be worse if we had. <laughs> right, right, right. That's uh, a good point. I am kind of wishing now that we've gotten so we've we've gotten so niched that I'm like, oh, it would be nice to be able to shake it up and watch a Magnum P.I. once in a while. You know, <laughs> I love that. That's that's what we're longing for at this yeah. point. Like, if Branch. only I could watch an episode of Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, <laughs> but so many of those shows didn't make any fucking sense. Like Magnum no. P.I. was like, I'm a cop, but somehow I have a Ferrari. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. you're doing illegal shit. Same yeah, thing with what's point. his name, Miami Vice. He had an alligator, mm -hmm. right? And it was like, right. who gave you? You can't just. It was the '80s, and they're like, I'm right. coke, and we're putting an alligator yeah. on the show. I was yeah. gonna say, to be fair, everybody in Miami in the '80s had an alligator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say you only have one alligator. You're a poor person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not how cops do things. That's yeah, true, you know? true, man. You have to be on the take. You're, <laughs> like, Greg, your stepdad was a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, what kind of car did he drive? Yeah. Well, he had a Volkswagen Vanagon, but we did have a scorpion in the house. That was my brother's. Wow. And my, yeah. And my stepdad found, we had a little scorpion and my stepdad comes downstairs. He's staring at was my brother's. And he's looking in the glass and he goes, I dare you to escape. I'll fucking shoot you. He threatened <laughs> to shoot the scorpion with a gun. And my brother was just pretending to be asleep. That's just, that's neither here nor oh, there. Oh, he that's did it classic. like he was talking aloud to the scorpion with no one else. No around. one. I, yeah. you, yes. He, it was just him and the scorpion talking and he went, I dare you. I dare you to escape this cage. I'll fucking blast your ass. Like he was talking to the scorpion. Yeah. And it yeah. was crazy. Um, anyway, uh, we, we have to move on here. We have to move on to the actual show itself. Uh, usually what we do here is we, uh, we read out a little summary of the episode for anyone who hasn't seen it or hasn't seen it in a while to refresh our memories. Uh, what do you think, Annie? You want to read a summary of Phoenix under siege? I would be delighted. Um, okay. <laughs> so this, this is what happened. Grandpa Harry visits MacGyver so they can see a hockey game on a dark, rainy night in L.A. On their way to the game, MacGyver realizes he left the tickets at the Phoenix Foundation offices. They arrive at the empty office building at night, soon discovering the terrorist Victoria James has taken over. She is planning to blow up the Phoenix Foundation in order to destroy evidence against her 
interesting plan that we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, Harry is captured and left to die with the bomb. Victoria fights MacGyver and falls out a window to her death. And at the last moment, Mac finds Grandpa Harry and deactivates the bomb using what else? A single hockey ticket. And that is our 44 minutes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and usually we start by just talking about like the low hanging fruit. What are the things we absolutely have to talk about, about this episode? Uh, I, I have a question first. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, please. Greg, this is on my podcast, of course you can. <laughs> so I have a couple of, so here's the things that I, I don't really remember, sure, which is yeah. I don't necessarily, and I, I'm so sorry that I'm sure the, the fans of this, they've, you've probably gone through this a million oh, times, no, but it's very... I don't necessarily one understand why the Phoenix, what, the fuck the phoenix foundation <laughs> yeah, is yeah. Mm-hmm, as a kid mm-hmm. i remember being like oh this guy sure. is just a guy but he's right. helping out the police and right. he's like no he's some kind of not fbi company that yeah. they he doesn't like guns but like you should just get a gun like i don't get what the <laughs> yeah, phoenix and foundation a lot of times is. like like in some of the other episodes where he's globe trotting and stuff you don't really need to know all this stuff but because it's an episode that centers around his workplace you yeah. kind of like you're kind of like wait what huh yeah so i mean the short version is like there's this think tank that's like a very elastic company where it's like they do all sorts of shit that feel very CIA ish. Right. And they're sort and MacGyver, of like government contractors. Yeah. Yeah. Like Blackwater? Government. <laughs> just, um, not aggressive. Just like you know. Blackwater. And I wouldn't go any <laughs> yeah. further than that. Yeah. I, mean, I really think that's really what it is. Uh, yeah. He's a Blackwater op, but without any weapons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, no weapons or expertise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's called in for every yeah. available. But he, I mean, they, they throw him into everything from like smuggling people out from behind enemy lines to like endangered animals to like anybody who needs help around the world and freedom macgyver like swoops in on his own and he's the one they send when they can't send the whole team in. it's just like sneak him in he doesn't use guns he'll figure a way out Um, so yeah there's your background but this office building is like ostensibly the the think tank that he works for but we almost never see him inside of it you know well i don't actually think that he has an office there i think they go into his boss's office um where he was meet so he's he is kind of like a freelancer um and yeah this yeah. is this is not a workplace we've ever seen on the show before. No. <laughs> if that's what you're asking, like yeah. they pop things in at, with the sort of assumed knowledge that we all right. know um, the ins and outs of this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. all get it. Phoenix Foundation, you get totally, it. totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. So, so yeah. So, what were your like first impressions? Other than being like, what, what the hell? I thought this was something else. Um, what, what were your first impressions of this episode? Any low hanging fruit? Well, I would. I mean, as someone who uh, you know, I hadn't seen the show in so long. But if I was just walking into the show, I just thought from the opening, I was like, oh, this is a much different show than i thought it would be (laughs) because the beginning he's going through he has all these beakers set up and then it turns out he's just making eggnog and then he's going to a hockey game with an old guy that he's just calling harry so in my head i was just like ah this is a chef who likes hockey and this is what the show (laughs) is gonna be about but then it takes such a crazy turn and you're like whoa whoa, wait what the phoenix foundation and all that stuff but in the beginning, I was like, oh, what a I was like, what a wild premise for a show. And then it gets even crazier than you think it might be. A chef who likes look, hockey. He can he can solve anything. He can solve any problem except his grandfather's dementia, which I thought was kind of like, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, you can. I've seen him. You know, I remember he had a gun. Somebody put a gun to him and he used a ruler to block the gun. He put the ruler in between the thing. That's this episode. That was this one. Yes. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. I must have been asleep with that part. I, <laughs> no, I, you just nailed it. You're, really? I remember that. I remember that you from it. when I was a kid. Really? I'm not remembering that from my from my 20 minutes ago. Try to shove it all in. <laughs> that's why, because I know that. That's why I need to point out that that's incredible as a. Yeah. 
yeah yeah well he, because he's... i did the like because all right so look let's just call it yeah. what it is come on all right we're just gonna come on we're human beings we'll just be truthful i got my covid v- v- test and i'm deadly sick i see anthony and he was like we got that podcast tonight i went Oh my God, that can't be tonight. And he was like, it's tonight. So then I kind of ran home and was like, all right, I got 20 minutes till the podcast is a 45 minute show. Oh yeah. This we is, can get this this is standard for this show. Standard. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if you didn't try to watch a 44 minute show in 20 minutes. Also yeah, too, yeah. I got to say any summary of the episode compared to my drunken summary that I tried to give Greg, hers was so much more succinct and accurate. I was like, I don't know, man. He's, they both like hockey. He's yeah. got an old guy that he hangs out with. I, Greg, Greg knew less by my explanation than yeah, he would have yeah, known. Because yeah. yeah. I loved MacGyver as a kid. So I right. remember so many of the... Th- I, re- okay. I only remember the things he did. Like, I remember he made a flamethrower right. out of a mm-hmm. bicycle. Yeah. Uh, he only would ever carry duct tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember specifically the episode where he used the ruler to stop the gun. And it turns out that's this fucking episode. <laughs> right. Which yeah, is crazy. This episode. Insane, um, um, and yeah, people usually remember like all of the tricks and, yeah. and like sort of science experiment things he does and then when you watch an episode you realize that is such a small part of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of every episode it's like one trope they need to hit but it's yeah. not right, what right. the episodes are about at all you said yeah. at the beginning of this, you got the COVID test and you feel awful, but you're talking about the vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine. You don't have COVID, Do you need COVID, to fact right? check? Yeah. Okay. I got the second, <laughs> the second clear. Clear. COVID clear test up. does not get you sick if anyone's listening to this. Jot that down in your notebook, Nathan, for potential yeah. headliners. This man is riddled with COVID, riddled yet he came COVID. on the MacGyver podcast. <laughs> Oh, shit. there's going to be a sub stack piece coming out. <laughs> <laughs> So it, we, we, it was just a little let you guys know a little something about Anthony and I is that for our podcast, we just get a ton of fans who want to talk to us. So instead of just talking to us, they're like, can you do our podcast? And we say yes to everything. So we just do, we've just done podcasts for right. fans who don't have podcasts. They just pretend they, they did one episode. What? It's yeah. Anthony on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've this just happened done three hour oh, Zoom no. calls with fans. That is like a huge Multiple grift. Times. Like, to what really? end? <laughs> like, well, we said it on the podcast. We respect we were the like, grift. We just say, it. we'll do anything. <laughs> you just say, yes, we'll come on and we'll do it. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Um, Anthony approached me. He was like, ah, oh, Greg, you want to do this podcast for some guy? He didn't say some guy, but he was like, this podcast, <laughs> MacGyver podcast. And yeah. I went, yeah, sign me up. We'll do it. I had right. no idea it was you, Nathan. I had no <laughs> idea. I literally turned the camera on and went, Oh man, oh, I, I, I know this guy. <laughs> I thought this was something that no one would listen to. I thought this was going to be another podcast where only the mom hears it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love that idea of just somebody who's such a fan of your podcast being like, I'm going to set up this Zoom and pretend I have my own podcast so that I can talk to these guys. Seven times. Yes. Yeah, so, and least it's seven like just times. one SoundCloud like post, and that's the only Do they even post it or they? I don't even think it's it a SoundCloud post, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. You never get tagged in anything later. Yeah. Even way too much credit. Wow. Multiple <laughs> times the podcast has not gone up. I messaged a guy back. I went, dude, can I cut a piece of that? Because I thought that was a really good thing I could put on my social media. And he goes, Oh, I lost the audio. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't think he ever even recorded it. I think yeah, it was yeah. just me and him talking for two hours about oh. comedy. And then he just was like, Oh, the audio, there was a, a scratch. Yeah. Yeah. What? It's, it's right. like fucking Judd Apatow when he was 10 years old, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's happened multiple times. But oh, that's so funny. What was I the question? 
A-team, the A-team? It doesn't uh, matter. The A-team holds up, by the way. I don't know if you've ever went back to that. I it holds that, yeah. up. So, so the A-team, there's they're three guys and they have a van. I, I mean, I'm butchering the premise, but is that basically it or no? I can, I mean, look, I don't want to do this, but I love the A-team. You feel, it's, you feel it's horribly insulted right now. Well, no, it's, it's they were accused by the government for crimes they did not commit. Oh, that's in the beginning. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so they that. have to then, they're on the run from the government, but as they're on the run, they go into towns and they solve mysteries. Fun. So That's just, a good time. Yeah, they drive into a, the Bloomfield Applebee's and someone's <laughs> been stealing and you got fucking B.A. Baracus, Mr. T, beating the shit out of waiters. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that is a good time. The 80s were incredible for just barely have a script, barely have an idea. Everything is green. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. God damn, what a great time. Look heavy. You know, I'm so sorry, but it was like Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was like, can this guy kick over his head? Give him five movies. Yeah. You got a really cool fucking helicopter. Yeah. That gets a show. Yeah, we got a guy with a weird mustache. He's the motorcycle man. Fuck it. Right. Give him 19 seasons. Yeah. That's and not only is it a show, but that the season has 27 episodes. Yes. And there's just it, they yeah. just keep coming. Yeah. Um, the contracts, they were like, we're going to buy it for four. Or we're going to buy it for 20 years yeah. <laughs> and we're giving you guys 300 episodes. Yeah, oh, it's so funny. Uh, and so many of these 80s shows are all about justice and vengeance. Yes. You know, True. it's a lot of like that just after the Vietnam War where yeah. we're in this like boom where everyone's rich and doing cocaine. And they're just like the storylines are just all about like getting revenge or getting justice for something. You know, like well, one now man. I feel like we recognize that as like very Cold War era. Like I yeah. look back at MacGyver and I'm like, oh, this is like so pro-America. Yeah, like. Yeah very nationalistic um and i don't know if at the time it felt that way though yeah this episode not as much but a lot of them are very like yeah they like the whole rest of the world needs to be democratized oh um, yeah the 80s were yeah for some reason it was a big it was a, a nationalist even like yeah. i remember as a kid like hulk hogan that was mm -hmm. i i loved it and i was into it but now i'm like it was weird in a way you know what i mean yeah like um like the you know the wwf was just like I mean, the storyline was America versus Iran. Right. Hulk Hogan <laughs> yeah. and the Iron Sheik for 10 years. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. The big problem with these 80s shows, though, is that what we have now that we don't have then is they have cinematic universes, hmm. which is like, you know, Avengers meet. You know, you right. I, I mean, I would kill to oh, have great. MacGyver on a show <laughs> with the A-Team and yeah, Airwolf. Yeah. Like, uh, all of that together would be fucking dude, unbelievable. Yeah, the car yeah. from Knight Rider and the helicopter from Airwolf yeah. falling in love is, like, <laughs> the greatest thing in the world to me. Yeah. Well, just a heads, I hate to be a stickler here. Please. The Airwolf helicopter didn't talk. That was the big problem with the show, is it was just a helicopter. I but wish it was a talking helicopter. They could still fall in love. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? Wally and Eva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she talks at some point, obviously. Oh, I love this. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Uh, as for the episode itself, here's what here's okay. something I found interesting. Uh, I had to look up the date. A Die Hard came out after this. I was like, okay. I've just figured they were ripping because they rip off everything in the show. They, sure. Really? In the zeitgeist, they rip <laughs> off. 22 episodes of the fucking season. You yeah. guys are ripping <laughs> off. They have to. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, th this came out like six or eight months before Die Hard. I didn't know how close it, like, it didn't feel that close to the diehard yeah i mean me, it's but it's just 
yeah, escaping bad guys in a office on an office building. I was like, this is kind of similar. Yeah, but. in my head, I'm like, oh, this is what every MacGyver episode is kind of like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, it's Cat like kind mouse. of follows this. Yeah, if we got, I wrote down a bunch of notes, but um, uh, <laughs> yep. I don't even know that these are talking points. Per Have at it. <laughs> More just uh, I will say one thing that I thought was interesting. The '80s were all, they loved a tranquilizer gun in the '80s. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, right. Are we sure it was a tranquilizer gun? Because I thought she was murdered, and I thought that's dark for this show. Hmm. But it could I because she shoots her bad I mean, guys with a revolver right. later. But I don't know. I it's was like, true. She does kill later. Do people get shot and die usually on the show? Because I know usually like Fox or CBS, they won't do that. So yeah, they replace no. It. I mean, it yeah. happens, but very rarely. Yeah, this is usually yeah. a pretty bloodless show. The '80s um, was all about tranquilizer guns and making the enemies robots, so that when you kill the robot, yes. no yeah, one's yeah. actually dying. You know, it's a classic in a way. A lot of this show, we punch them and they they get knocked out, and we're or we like explode right. something nearby them, and we're like, yeah. they'll be fine in a minute, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which would uh, would would shatter their brain. <laughs> Explodes is not close. Your ears would bleed. Your brain yeah, I know, would I know. melt. Well, you know? I mean, you got to see Victoria James. One choke from Victoria James, and you right. are out. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was strange. That that wasn't the what the episode was about. Was this woman with obvious superpowers? Yeah. Who right, is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not mentioned really in the episode is that she just choked a guy with one clutch and he yeah. was he was yeah. done. And then later we also get uh, I mean, her stunt double is a hell of a gymnast. Put it that way. We get a lot of like oh, yeah. like those like bouncy kind of flips in that last fight scene. It was really fun. I th I loved her as a villain. I thought it was like fine. The bad guys were so they're such eighties bad guys. I was like this the tall bad guy with the greasy hair. I was like this is what happens when you hire a stunt man to do your acting role. Like this guy <laughs> is the worst. And then the other guy was just kind of a weenie. Like and the whole time they're just like they no one briefed them on the plan. So we get the monologuing from her because they're just she's just patronizing them like explaining her whole plan for the whole forty minutes. <laughs> Did you <laughs> understand the plan? I didn't get not the really. Plan. No, it I didn't wasn't know what she was plan. doing. Yeah. Was my issue with it. I mean, I don't have 102 fever right now, but I, I didn't get it. <laughs> what was the plan? Yeah, I don't uh, know. So her plan was, so she had uh, built um, the bombing question in the past for another, um, they were trying to bomb an airport right. sometime, mm. you know, in the past. And the Phoenix Foundation confiscated that bomb. And so they had um, possession of that bomb. Her idea was like, we need to get that back and like erase whatever data on it they have because sh her thinking was, well, if they figure out how I built that bomb, they're going to get closer to catching me because in addition to her many other talents, sure. I guess we're supposed to believe that she also um, makes bombs and has a very specific <laughs> finesse uh, with which she does it. Right. And so all of this better than the original ep the episode, like the episode of her bombing an airport. I would much rather watch that than yeah. the hockey 100%. game dementia day. <laughs> But yeah, the sure. airport thing sure. would have stakes that were higher than like an elderly man with dementia yeah. dying gonna die a anyway. little sooner. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, her so her thing was like I'm going to I'm going to blow up this bomb at the Phoenix Foundation, but the key was that she had to hop on a computer which we know is the most visually interesting thing um, <laughs> in film and erase uh you know the information about the bomb. And so there was just already like too many convoluted things yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. You also it felt like you had to know a lot prior. You know what I mean? Like yeah. jumping into this episode, you had to be so familiar with like her prior work as a terrorist, the Phoenix Foundation. <laughs> right. Like you needed yeah. to know a lot just yeah. to be to understand. <laughs> this is the big challenge that this show has is that because it's just like <laughs> him every time and a different right. cast of 
characters every time. There's so much laying of pipe that happens at the beginning. Ten minutes of every episode is setting up all these new people that you've never met before yeah. and trying to yeah. figure out. Yeah. Every episode is a pilot for this show. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> it's yeah. so difficult to do. <laughs> yeah, I love when they do. I love going back and watch '80s shows when they do things with computers that, like, we can just <laughs> right. kind of do now. Yeah, yeah, you know? know, where they're like, and "I'm like, you didn't even have the internet yet," and they're like, "I'm in." Yeah, like, where are you? I'm in the White Houses. I'm like, what are you doing? You're on like a word processor. You're not in a mainframe. People don't understand how computers work yet, and they're like, "I'm making the car." Some other car just drive off a cliff via yeah. a computer. Yeah. Well, you yeah. do that yet. I think because they didn't know, so they just took wild stabs. It's like, ah, maybe yeah. you could do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What do I know? I loved like where the bomb was living. That room is just wall to wall, floor to ceiling, like little blinking lights. It's just that's yeah. such an 80s thing, like the supercomputer room. It looked like as a person who's worked in radio stations for many years, like it looked like the equipment room in a college radio station. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys? Yeah. There's like the old 80s soundproofing in it and like all of the knobs. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. They probably dragged it out of their, <laughs> I'm like, sure that's their AV department. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what do we think about the the like MacGyverisms, like the things he invented this time around? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I guess copper. I always hear like copper wire is kind of like a trope of MacGyver. So that mm. seemed pretty ordinary to me. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize that like they try to run you through like a scientific lesson. Mm. I don't know if that happens every time, but he like sort of he took on this like role as like narrator during that point and was right. just like yes. explaining like what magnets do. Yeah. And then he went right back into being MacGyver and the episode just kicked off wherever it was, right. which right. I, I thought was like interesting as like an idea in a show. <laughs> well, yeah. In addition to the, in addition to yeah. like introducing a whole new cast of characters, every episode, he also has to explain what the fuck he's doing. Cause right. a lot of times he's alone. <laughs> so yeah. 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 But it's funny that he only does that with the science project yeah, stuff. Right. He's not narrating like other things. Things that are <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah, exactly. like i could yeah. see my grandfather was worried yeah. yeah yeah like there's no other narration except when he's trying to like knock the you know the metal club um which they totally. called a new york lock new york has lock. anyone ever heard of that before <laughs> oh yeah no i you know a new york uh, lock, new york it, lock. Yeah. of course three yeah. italians leaned up against the yeah <laughs> three italians it's three Italians who lock you into a freezer box. Yeah, I like. I grew up in New York, and I had no idea that a New York lock was taking yeah. a policeman's nightstick and yeah. jamming a door with it. Well, that's exactly so what we do in New York. I just, I just locked some guy up a few minutes ago. We're here in Queens. It's like you know, guy wouldn't get uh, out. I did like I like the little finesse of like the changing the hydraulic uh, speed on the door to make him think that they were going through that door. Do you remember this? Uh, mostly because oh, that I thought was actually so was I clever. liked that yeah. a lot. I do a lot of that at the club, like with the doors at the club. I do a lot of it and I can never remember which way it's supposed to go. So it's always <laughs> slamming before I can get Wait, it. To do so that. you're in there with a screwdriver. Really? Yeah. You get up there with an Allen wrench and you just twi twist it a little bit and, it, and then it's, it slows it down or speeds it up because over time it's it starts to slam. And then the, like the showroom doors are all slamming. So I have to go back and adjust them. But uh, but I can never remember which way to turn it. And I'm always fucking it up. So I was like, oh, he. He knew. He knew what he's doing. Um, that was like one shocked. of the only realistic things he did. I'm actually you've done this. I loved his MacGyver. The more it went on, the further down the science book they had to go for yeah. like shit. Fun. They were just mm -hmm. like, yeah. I don't know, man. Could we just throw magnets in water? What does that do? You know, like they all seem to get real lame at the end. Yeah. We're like, yeah. you know. <laughs> 
That is funny, man. Like some like shows have problems with like, you know, like running out of storylines for seasons where like they would have issues with that with like uh, like scientific uh, creation. (laughs) Season 15, they're just doing a volcano. Just like, (laughs) I don't know, we put in baking soda in there. Paper mache. They make a rocket. Um. (laughs) All right. Hold it steady for me, will you? I was blown away by just the amount of times they had to stop this episode so they could go back into memories. Oh, yeah. We haven't that talked about memories. That so was the greatest. Just every <laughs> single thing triggered a memory. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. MacGyver literally, like his, grand, like his grandpa would be like, ah, what time is the game? It's like 7.15. He'd be like, 7.15. <laughs> Boy, that reminds me of the most important <laughs> moment of my life. Right. <laughs> we really got to fill this shit to get to the science project. Uh, They're like, well, how many yeah. more memories can we do, man? We got to get to the hydraulic. There's a lot of clock eaters um, until we get to the uh, science project. But here's here's my thing with the whole premise of them like meeting up to go to this hockey game. This is the anniversary of his grandmother and his dad's death. Mm -hmm. Right. And these two are going to get together on this anniversary, which is a totally reasonable thing to do. But normally you have some kind of verbal conversation about that. (laughs) If you guys are going to meet up and be like, Hey, this is the anniversary of the most upsetting moment of our (laughs) lives. Like let's go to a hockey game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, it's like then, you know, you have the tickets. You know what I mean? Like, this is a big deal. This isn't like a Tuesday night game. Like, this is a very big deal. And he flakes out. He leaves the tickets at work, even though he can tell when there's no lipstick on a cigarette. Of course. Right. You know, well, that's he's he's so busy with science stuff. He forgets everyday things. You know what I mean? I really love those kind of flashbacks. Uh, The flashback for me, of course, it was incredibly corny and stupid and fucking weird. But uh, the two things I loved about it were, A, I love how goddamn cheap that is. It's like, it's in a dark soundstage and they're like, how about the just like just the suggestion of a door frame? Like, like <laughs> yeah. it is so cheap to do that. And secondly, the, the first uh, episode uh, where we meet the grandfather character in the first season, uh, all the two of them did was go, do you remember when you used to say this? I used to say this when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to do this with you when you were a kid. It was like the whole fucking episode episode was just them mem- like talking about their memories of one another so like seeing these dumb little interstitials actually like allowed them not to have to do all that heavy lifting oh right you know right. it was just like oh we can flash back to it and then we can come back and they can crack jokes with each other like a real fucking you know relationship <laughs> but <laughs> i hate that they only like he did the ruler thing with the gun once you realize in your life that you can stop a gun with a ruler, you do that every time someone pulls a gun. Right, he right. never does it again. Yeah, it's just, carry right. a ruler around. He burns that. He burns that bridge and is like, "Well, I guess I can't take anyone else out like that." Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You should be using it every time. I think it's hilarious that this is still the thing you want to talk about. It's all like, I want to talk it's about. All you I want mean, to talk about. I will. I think it is the coolest thing that happens in the episode. It like, is far, certainly far. the most implausible. Yeah. Yeah. By far, and he's. He's just so swift and confident with it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no fumbling whatsoever. He knows exactly. He, I don't even think it's a full ruler. I think it's like a, it's not even a 12 inch as far as I can understand. (laughs) It's like like a mini child's, you know, ruler for first grade. Um, But it's, but MacGyver doesn't fear death, it seems like. It feels like he honestly is depressed. Like, he does. The speed you would have to have 
to beat the faster than a trigger to get a ruler and it's yep. like it's and you're charging directly at the guns you're yeah. gonna get shot in the belly immediately yeah. it's just yeah. the most amazing thing he's ever done well i don't yeah. think you understand how lonely he is as the world's only action hero scientist right um <laughs> there's nobody else like him whatsoever. he's also a vegetarian he's also <laughs> yeah, right he's got a lot going on i do so what did you think i want to know nathan because I was a little bit shocked when he opened the window and allowed that woman <laughs> to just fully fall to her death. Like that yeah. seems to me like a little bit out of character. Did he open that window? I thought she just science. went through it. No, Did- I mean he I I interpreted it as he Yeah, knew I saw it that way doing too. by getting out of the way. If you're fast enough to stop a bullet with a ruler, you're fast <laughs> enough to keep a woman from flying out the window. You know what I mean? He could have yes. got in there and pulled yes. it out. I did not uh, clock that he opened the window. I, the whole time I thought she just missed in her flying kick oh, and I, sailed I through I the glass. I interpreted that as he, <laughs> Nathan, like, yeah, I think you don't want to come to terms with <laughs> yeah. your hero being like this. I must have missed like that this. insert. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch it for some you reason. You gotta, Nathan, you're gonna have to live with it. MacGyver is a killer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do the just, Batman rule. <laughs> I literally, murder, I wrote that down because I thought this is a very Batman situation where he just no. like steps out of the way and lets her kill herself. This is a vigilante from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Nathan, and this is a bad man. Oh shit. I didn't I didn't realize. Um there's a little trivia here. So he has that little moment at the beginning where he's like, What happened to your finger? And he's like, Oh, the perils of science. And then we never talk about his finger ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, I looked it up and like, this is just the reality of shooting 22 episodes of television. All that he's constantly getting hurt. In the first season, he <laughs> broke his goddamn arm when he was shooting. And then the <laughs> next three episodes, he got a cast on, they have to explain. And in this one, the. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he had a real cast in their other episodes because yeah. they were like, oh, yeah. we have He had a his schedule? arm in a sling. Yeah, multiple <laughs> Yeah. You take a break, man. I know. No, you don't. Not when you have 22 to make. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's crazy. Incredible. I've never heard yeah. that before. The yeah. star this was. I know. This was like the most community theater thing yeah. ever, especially yeah. in the early first season. Right. It was just like anybody who's around like yeah. is yeah. cast. So, Annie, you remember the last season yeah. or the last episode we did? He cuts. He cuts the back seat of a of a convertible open he like mm-hmm. cuts it open with his knife and apparently when he was shooting that he cut the shit out of his pinky oh, <laughs> oh my god so I, that's why i love um, the idea that in real life macgyver is the complete opposite of yeah. who he is <laughs> yeah. richard dean anderson <laughs> is yeah, yeah. macgyver richard dean yeah. anderson <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but also like his shit up all the time you he, he <laughs> shouldn't have even been handling a real knife if he's like cutting oh, a back seat it should have been already like of course. That raises Why? some questions. No. You had him really cutting the seats yeah. out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we did was real and it was in real time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one for one on all of this. Oh, anyway, so that's what that's that's what that's all about. Um, uh, I found another piece of trivia, which is not as interesting, but uh, the hydrogen sulfide scene where they try to gas him. Oh, Apparently sure. that shit, if you actually try to gas somebody with it, it kills your sense of smell first. So this is a very dark piece of uh, fact oh, I, I found, which is that when people die from it, they're, they first say, do you smell something? And then they smell, say, oh, no, never mind. It went away because it like kills your sense of smell and then they die. Oh, my um, God. But it's also extremely flammable. So his little uh, getting a spark to open the door thing would have exploded the entire room um but i i love that moment because it's like the the bad guy is so fucking dumb in every other way um but instead of shooting these two he like rigs up this thing where he closes the door and shoves tubes under the door and yeah 
And uh, yeah, he like he comes back. I think when he says back to like Victoria, he like says it in a very dumb way yeah. too. Where you're like, you figured that out. He's yeah. like, hey, boss, they're dead by poison in that room. Yeah. And she's <laughs> and like, then, go back and check. Yeah, and she's like, if, if you, she says something like really like ominous, like if Magi you if you didn't kill MacGyver, like you never will. Yeah. Something like that. It's so funny. Which is crazy for her to say because she already knows she's gonna kill everybody involved. So yeah. why yeah. is she? I don't know. It, it made no sense <laughs> to me that she was like letting this whole thing play out. Um, if she was just going to take out this whole crew. Yeah. yeah, I'll say it. She's, you know, she's a complicated person. Anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. I was rooting for her. She's a Walter White character to me. Um, <laughs> did you? Did they ever do a crossover with the fall guy? Remember the fall guy? I it? remember. It was, uh, I know of it. Yeah. It was like a bootleg MacGyver show. That was just it was just about a stuntman who was MacGyver because because MacGyver was doing so well. And I watched MacGyver and you go, this show isn't very good. But they were like, it was yeah. doing so well that they made huh. a fall guy. Just a random information. Think fall guy it is great when they're just like, this works. Let's make five more of this instead of coming up with any original idea. Yeah. As <laughs> if there's any different now. <laughs> like That's the <laughs> yeah. same shit now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when fall guy happened or whether I never would have because I don't think of MacGyver as a. A, a, as a hit show because they kept moving it around the calendar and it was really just like nerds like me watched it it was a family friendly show like I think yeah. there were some moms who thought he was cute and kids like me who, like didn't get anything else but it wasn't like a, like the A-team you know it did it, it wasn't was, I thought it was I didn't I mean I guess my yeah. memory doesn't serve I thought it was the biggest thing on TV same no I mean it's it nice led into Monday, it wasn't. Monday Night Football for a long time so it was kind of a big deal that way but uh, but I think I it's remember. also because of the USA reruns like I yeah. had a, right. a bigger impression of what it was just because it right. was you know in the 90s it was on television and then so it just much. became yeah. uh became a word in the dictionary and it became a gruber and like that it became but at the time i don't i think they struggled in terms of ratings and stuff mm. yeah i can imagine why yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a very good show no. um but yeah i think you're right the legacy of that show is that Pre, that that joke of like give me this yeah. this and this mm -hmm. you know right. that right. that becomes that becomes a term in culture right. for years uh down the line and even like but, the last scene in this episode not the last scene but the the bomb defusing scene uh, that this looks more like an snl mcgruber sketch than anything we've yeah. seen so far it really yes. felt like oh this is where they're taking this from is um but, yeah but, especially you know. since you have an old man standing there yeah. saying <laughs> like do it faster Hurry up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that the, and I, I, that's why I was like watching it. MacGyver's already so funny. So I, I was more I was more taken away with like the audacity of MacGruber and then MacGruber being very, very funny, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's so tough to work with a joke that's already funny. And that's right. kind of amazing that MacGruber was able to do that. Yeah. That movie was amazing. That movie was yeah. amazing. So funny. <laughs> we watched it, was... it for this podcast. Really? Of course. Yeah. Does it hold yeah. up? Dude, they stole that. I don't know if you, this is something that makes me really mad, but in MacGruber, they do that. Like they get all the wrestlers, they put them in the car and then they, they, they do this big thing and then they kill them all. Right. And then in Deadpool, they stole that joke. Really? In Deadpool oh. 2. Oh. The, huh. Deadpool 2, the whole thing is that they're uh, making a team. They're making X-Force. Huh. They bring together they bring together X-Force as this cool team. And then they just kill them all. And I was huh. mad. And I'm a comic book guy. I was like, yo, fuck you guys. You stole yeah. this joke from MacGruber. <laughs> Who's stealing from MacGruber? Yeah, right. What a weird source. <laughs> yeah, but it was like they pretty much stole the joke. Huh. Uh, but yeah, MacGruber was great. Yeah, we were we were pleasantly surprised. I was worried that it wasn't going to hold up, but yeah. no, it yeah. definitely did. It was still funny. And I feel like there's so much um, absurd about MacGyver that like it is 
it is sort of like cathartic to joke about yeah. some of the things that we accepted as a culture in television, like just a couple <laughs> decades ago. Yeah. Well, there was, you could get away with a lot of shit before the internet, like before you right. could fact yeah. check any oh. of this garbage, you could just put it all on TV and that's what it was. Yeah. No fact checking. No one is getting canceled for anything on MacGyver. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think we should take a break here and then come back and do our, uh, DTNP rating system and find out a little more about what uh, what these two are up to. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Enjoying this podcast? There's lots more you're missing out on. For just a few bucks, you can become a supporter of the Duct Tape and Paperclips Patreon. You'll get access to a special podcast feed with secret bonus content where Annie and Nathan break down related stuff like the MacGyver Simpsons episode, Richard Dean Anderson's TV movie work, and lots more. At a higher level, you can even join Annie and Nathan in the Zoom when they record their episodes live and meet the comedian guests. And of course, supporters get access to cool merch like stickers, pins, even a custom engraved Swiss Army knife. Sweet! So what are you waiting for? Head over to patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod and join up today. That's patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod. Thanks for your support. Hello. Today I am going to be explaining what I thought when I saw the MacGyver bomb episode. Oh, that's delightful. And uh, tell people where we are right now. We are in a table covered with blankets and a wall, and we are going to be sleeping in it overnight. That's what you think. No, but what would you call this thing we're in? A uh, table fort. Table fort. Yeah, we made ourselves a table fort, and that's where we watched the MacGyver episode, right? Yep. Cool. I was scared he was going to leave his uncle in the place, and it was going to blow up, or... It blow up with both of them in there. Yeah, right. I can't believe he used a hockey ticket. (laughs) Was that like smart or dumb? What do you think? Kind of dumb and kind of smart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about the rest of the episode? Um, It was really fun. I liked it. You thought it was fun? Yeah. What did you like about it? I just liked how much I was scared that people were going to blow up. And I liked how the lady would like just smack everything. (laughs) Yeah, she was like really... uh, what do you call it? Intense. <laughs> she was definitely intense. And she was not afraid to hurt people, was she? She was not. She would just smack her own servant. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the uh, gadgets? So we had the... I love those gadgets. Yeah. He did the part where we had to put the gas in that room. Yeah, that was a little weird. Why did you not like that? Couldn't he just reboot the door settings and close them in? I don't know. I don't know how that would have worked. But what did you think of the electromagnet thing with the door? That was really cool. It was cool that we could just control it. It's a good thing you didn't electrocute yourself. Yeah. What would you do with a magnet that's wrong? I would try and see if I could raise a car up. (laughs) What did you think of the character of MacGyver? I like him. Yeah. But I didn't like having the clips of the memories. Tell Tell me why not. Because it was like showing the past, but you don't see the whole past. So it's like you just see this weird part, like the wife, like the police officer saying the wife was gone. You just see that one weird part. It's like, you, it's like I just don't like it. Did you want to see more of it or did you just not want it? 
I just didn't. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Would you think he would have thought of that, using a hockey ticket to defuse a bomb? I do not think so. But I can't really tell you that question because I don't really know how that handmade bomb works. That's true. I'm only into motor physics and that stuff. Motor physics. Yeah, like motor phases, like pressuring and spin and forces, but not into like pressure bombs, forces of the bombs. Like that bomb has too many motor physics. It just threw me off. It was just a complicated bomb. Yeah, she put like three fuses and like a friction thing. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of the last fight between MacGyver and the and the lady? I like how he just like made her think, oh, it's gonna be easy to take him out, and then he just moved and she was dead. <laughs> it was a pretty easy way to defeat her, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like she was smart enough to kick his butt, but she wasn't wasn't smart enough not to fall out a window. <laughs> yeah. Really. What did you think of the grandpa character? I don't think they had to add that. Oh, you don't think they needed grandpa? Actually, I really thought that, and then he wouldn't be trying to set. Saves a grandpa and it would be an easy story. Yeah. Out of, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how good was this episode, do you think? I think, um, seven. Seven? Okay. Would you watch more MacGyver or? I would. I think sometimes uh, you remind me a little of MacGyver. Does that make sense? Well, I am into a lot of physics and stuff. Yeah, and fixing stuff and inventing stuff. You invent a lot of stuff. What's the cool thing you invented? Well, I did invent a car that was, and I've invented boats, and I've invented a light-up robot costume. Those are just easy. Uh, a car that rolls, a boats, and a light-up robot costume. A boat that works. Well, that works, okay. And those are just easy things to make. So many other things to make. I just don't have the supplies for all this stuff. You have a lot of the same characteristics as MacGyver. Here's my really most important question. If we gave you a haircut, do we think we could make your hair look like his? Well, it's blonde, so I don't think so. Yours is blondish, and it's long. We have plenty of hair to work with. I guess, maybe. I bet we could give you his haircut if we tried. I don't think this is an important question. It's very important. Uh, I'm not cutting my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's how we're ending this interview. We're going to cut your hair like MacGyver's. Well, uh, coming to you live from the tent fort, this has been Nathan and Carter Talk About MacGyver. Thank you, folks. Bye. Goodbye. Anthony, Greg, before we get into our final segment, tell us what you're up to these days. You're doing Rad Dudecast. Uh, 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 I think you're probably sneaking back into stand-up. You're recovering from COVID vaccine side effects. <laughs> uh, what do you got to plug and tell people about? Yeah, I'm starting to get back into stand-up. I mean, Nathan pretty much said it all. I mean, honestly, just uh, check out the Rad Dudecast. Um, follow us on Instagram, at the Rad Dudecast. And, um, Ask them to do your podcast. They probably will do it. 
Yeah, that's yeah. for even sure. If it doesn't yeah. exist. Even if it doesn't exist. We'll take a Zoom call with you for four hours on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, we'll cancel wedding plans to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we, we put a ton of bonus content uh, aside from just the normal podcast episodes on our Patreon. So check that out on patreon.com slash raddudecast. And uh, I got an album called Dream Occupation that's been out since 2017 that not a lot of people listen to. So, you know, be part of the few that have. Yes. Do I it. listen to it every it's the only because I use Spotify it's the only album on my Apple like my <laughs> Apple album I bought it for you so every time I accidentally hit play I hear yes. my own voice going ladies oh, and nice. gentlemen Anthony DeVito and I go and I have to like oh race God. to turn it off uh, <laughs> yeah. or like or you nightmare. plug it into a car for the first time yeah. <laughs> oh like God first- like that U2 you, song. Well, yeah, you and right. U2 yes. are the only albums on my on yeah. my phone. You and U2. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. I probably heard that album live. That's probably what uh, what you did at the club the last time, right? Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to buy it is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing, Greg, besides recovering? Um, I started a cult. Uh, yeah. Well, it's an internship, <laughs> true, actually. Slash, right. it's an internship <laughs> slash cult. We come yep. out. We we made we made very clear that you are in a cult. No sex stuff. Um, right. Because that's so where cults good. always get it wrong, right? They always right. it's always fun, and then the sex stuff happens. So yeah, and I'm married. So you're so. volleyball only. No <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all most mostly volleyball all nighters, but and, and buffets. We we're we are, we are stick even after COVID, we're keeping buffets alive. Um, yeah, it's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, well, I'm uh, happy to have you both here, it's, and I can't wait to have you back to, at the club uh, eventually once we figure this shit out. Um, we're going to move on to our final, uh, segment here. It's called, it's classified. We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is, believe it or not. So we are going to rate this episode. Yeah. It's like kind of a rapid fire thing. And, uh, the thing, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm kind of going to split the points between the two of you. Cause usually we have one guest. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to have you guys rate these first few on, uh, I'll give you each one to five. Uh, so for this first category is how exciting was this episode to you? <laughs> five. Yeah. I would give it a five. It was pretty exciting. I'll say that. Five. I had a great time. Come with on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> say, as much shit as I've been giving it, I was riveted the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's a very enjoyable program. Oh, can I? Oh, sorry. I, oh, do you want to do the yeah, rapid go ahead, fire Anthony, go thing? Ahead, just do it. I just, I think this thing is so funny. Yeah. Um, and Nathan, you could just, you know, tell me to fuck off if you want. Um, and why would he do that? Why would he go? Know. You know, Anthony, fuck <laughs> off. I just. Oh, we have a format. Oh wait, did you Fuck come off. to this podcast with thoughts? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I don't fine, know fine. Wanted to abandon his personality for a minute and tell me to fuck off. I thought it was so funny. Did you guys think this was so funny that when he he he, he hit first of all his grandpa who insisted to be called Harry, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Most grandfathers are like, call me Pappy Dappy, yeah. but he was like. You call me Harry, kid. <laughs> but this is what I thought was so funny is that he hid Harry in the women's room and he was like, why are you hiding me in here? And he goes, they'll never look for you in here. <laughs> As if he was still going to like the, the the crooks would be like, well, he's not going to break gender rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the women's room like that. That would be obscene. Um, I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. In the 80s, the fucking women's and men's bathroom were very strict <laughs> rules. Strict. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. way stricter. 
There's another episode where he's he says, you got a women's room in this place? And he's just looking for a mirror to smash so he can use it for something. And I'm like, why does that be a women's room? <laughs> There's mirrors everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so strange. That's, I, I love that. They're yeah. like, we're not going to break the glass ceiling, yeah. but we will yeah. break the women's yeah. room. Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so, uh, so right, yeah, if I'm ahead. not mistaken, five plus five is a perfect 10 in how exciting this episode was yeah. for you guys. Oh, yeah. All right. What, what about you, Annie? I'm guessing you're not going to give it as a charity no, score. Uh, no, this episode <laughs> opened with them making non-alcoholic eggnog. I'm Which, by the way, didn't excited. exist in 1987, <laughs> apparently. Which, by the way, is just eggnog without the whiskey. So, like, I don't even get that. I don't no. get why that it's needs delicious. to be. You need a beaker for that, that you can literally buy that at a gas station. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Um, two. Two. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're just trying to balance out the 10. Uh, <laughs> disrespectful to eggnog, Annie. I know. Oh, it's a delicious God. drink. And beakers. <laughs> that whole opening thing was so stupid. But oh, um, but I did. it did make me wonder, like, oh, there must have been a time when you couldn't buy non-alcoholic eggnog every fucking Christmas in the grocery store, right? Like, this must have been, like, a novel idea at this point. Yeah, it was hard <laughs> to get back you then. Had, you had crazy? to go to a member of Phoenix. A member of Phoenix. <laughs> so... I thought this was genuinely kind of one of the more exciting episodes. It kept like the pace up and I liked the, the final thing was actually pretty, pretty suspenseful. I'm going to give it like uh, a six and a half. So we're all over the map on this one. <laughs> um, next one uh, on a scale of one to five. How well crafted was this episode? This is writing, editing, directing, acting, all of it. Five. Yeah, I'm tempted to give it a five again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I see where we're going with this. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're being fair to these questions. Yeah. I mean, I heard a question. It checked all the boxes. I thought it was written well. Yeah. And it, and it, I thought it was a perfect episode. The attempt, I'll say the ambition on this episode yeah. gets a five alone. They yeah. try to tackle dementia. Right. <laughs> the legacy of Wayne Gretzky and what it would be like to see him live. Right. Hot button alcoholism as they didn't drink the eggnog. Yeah, this is alcoholism. A lot of yeah. sensitive issues Brief, here. Obviously. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying they Murder, nailed it. Murder, suspense. <laughs> but yeah. Terrorism and <laughs> right. environmentalism. Wasn't that the, kind of the cause that in the, there somewhere? Uh, yeah. Yep. The terrorist yeah. group had an agenda. We just don't quite know right. what it yeah. is. She just kept saying the liberation front. Yes. yes. With no real <laughs> information beyond that the only thing that was missing was a monkey and a bicycle that's good. I mean, that checks everything i ever want to see in a tv show yeah i mean i'm gonna put 10 in here um maybe we'll finally beat the wish child annie uh what about you annie one to ten um you know this is a better episode than a lot of episodes of forever yeah. when it comes to like the pacing wasn't that bad yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was all right so i'm i'm gonna say seven seven all right uh, I'll give it an eight. I want to know the worst one. Eagles. <laughs> it's going to be eagles for me. It's um, where, yeah, it's where he has to go save some endangered eagles <laughs> on the mountain. That's, really oh, bad. That's the I worst one. I remember that one. <laughs> I re yeah, he'll really do There's anything. Also, huh? our lowest scoring one from last season was one called Trumbo's World, where he goes uh, up against a bunch of soldier ants in the jungle. Um, yeah, so, he gets attacked know. by ants. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, well, man, the stakes don't get much lower than that yeah, in a uh, show. <laughs> So these next two categories are five points each, and it's kind of up to you. Do you want two and a half points to score them by, or should I just have one of you score one category and one the other? Yeah, do um, one and one. Yeah, okay, one so, and which, one's good. so which one of you wants how innovative and which one of you wants 80s cool factor? Absolutely. I'll do dying, how innovative. <laughs> What's that? You'll do innovative? Yeah, Greg's dying slowly. <laughs> I have all these on your podcast, by the way. <laughs> 
How innovative? Yeah, what like, is the, it? like the gadgets and the MacGyverisms and the, uh, I how see. inventive okay. it was. Wonderful. Now I'm keep, and I'm keeping in mind the eggnog because that's to me <laughs> that's very innovative. Yeah, right. I've only ever seen Santa make nog, and uh, you've you know, never he, seen Santa make nog. The thing Santa does <laughs> <He> doesn't. <laughs> Early Santa was doing it. Later Santa, he didn't have the time. But early, <laughs> early Saint Nicholas, he's he's you the main me, nog provider in the world. Me Santa makes nog. Fuck off, Anthony. So this is what you guys do on your Patreon. In this, this yeah, in this reality, early Santa was a craft nog maker. Uh, he's no an artisan nog man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what a lot of people had issues with him early on because nobody got their presents because this lunatic was stuck in his dumb basement making eggnog all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit what, what do you give it on a scale of one to five for innovation five yeah. for the eggnog machine five. Oh my god <laughs> what are you it's crazy insane. i am you so already upset. had your answer <laughs> this is insane uh all right i might as well ask you greg uh, uh 80s cool factor on a scale of one to five on a scale of one to five uh, 80s cool factor well i mean it had a woman fly out a window which in the <laughs> 80s was one of my favorite things you'd see in the 80s <laughs> So look, I gotta be honest. I saw Annie the way you you know. I know you don't want us to give us whatever. So I'll give it my honest answer, which is um, it's a five. It's a definite five for me. For <laughs> cool it's some of the most eighties shit I ever this seen. Is, I just want happy. this podcast to be journalistically sound. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, oh shit. All right. So you got to answer both those questions. Uh, how innovative and how eighties cool? Um, innovative. I felt like. Um, I'm going to say three for oh, innovative um, because I, I did really, well, you know, I'm going to go four because oh. the ruler thing was cool. And <laughs> I sort of liked the magnetic, um, yeah. like getting that crowbar out thing. I, yeah. for some reason that really worked for me. The diffusing the bomb with a hockey ticket did not work for me. Oh, really? <laughs> what, what a funny sentence. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought that like, he was just gonna absentmindedly grab it at the end. <laughs> yeah, using yeah. the bomb. Love with the that hockey. like freeze frame at the end because he's like, "Wait a second, I can't go to the hockey game now." Um, yeah. so stupid. Um, but the, but the other ones I felt like were okay. So I'm gonna say four. Um, eighties cool factor. I mean, how cool was this episode really? <laughs> there's a t there's terrorists. There's yeah, there's like supercomputers and. Guns and Supercomputers, shit, but not a lot like of, like, very 80s. They did have she's got one an 80s look, woman but. who they killed, which is very 80s. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I'm going to say three. It's not the coolest episode okay. I've seen. Yeah, I think I think innovative. Yeah, probably a four. I did like the <laughs> I like the hockey ticket thing. I think it was funny. And it was a nice moment when he like ran away with the single remaining ticket. I thought that was fun. Uh, and the 80s cool factor. Yeah, I would give it a I'm going to give it a two because I'm not like in love with this overall in terms of the style. OK, so we have a couple of quick bonus things that just yes or no. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? I don't think uh, his boss or his can. grandfather count. Do you, mm. Annie? Um, it's usually like him swooping in to help some ex-girlfriend or some shit. No, I don't think your grandfather counts as an old friend. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the other one is, is he detained against his will? He yes. certainly is. Uh, so he gets an extra five points for that. If he is detained against his will, does the escape involve one of these three things? Duct tape, paperclip, or Swiss Army knife? Does he use any of those three things to get out of the jam? I don't think he does. I don't think you see the Swiss Army knife once in this episode, do you? No. 
I'm sorry to be a stickler. I just can't get past this. But <laughs> since it was, he started calling his grandfather Harry. So once you stop calling your grandfather granddad, they no longer yeah. are your granddad. You think but, you can move a family member into a friend category? Yes, yes that's Harry what I'm, does I'm saying. Once you, once you negate calling him grandfather, yeah. he's no longer grandfather and is now friend. Yeah. So I have to say, I do believe that I, I think he did help what is considered a friend now as he's pushed them out. Like if you you go father, no, I'm calling you Joe. It's like you don't recognize him as a father anymore. Yeah. So I, I think is there's a asterisk to be placed. Yeah, and I'd like to double down on that too. Where Harry has dementia, Harry doesn't necessarily know this is even his grandson. <laughs> Great. For some time. He, I think Harry just goes, "This is my young right. friend who I go to hockey games with. <laughs> this is yeah. my young chef friend. <laughs> chef friend. Yeah, Nogmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Nogmaster. Oh my god. Sorry, I just I, I just can't love that it. you got chefs from like. A situation that looked <laughs> nothing like yeah. a kitchen. <laughs> nothing. Oh my god. Um, what do you think, Annie? What do you think of their 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 presentation here? Did they get the extra five points that a he two. helps out an old friend? Let's give them two out of the five. Two I out of five. no okay. longer care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Oh my god. That concludes it's classified. It's time to reveal the results. On a scale of one to a hundred, this episode receives 73 and a half points, making it the best episode of season two so far. Yeah, dude. And maybe exciting. ever. And it beats actually the wish child by only a point and a half. We've been trying wow. to beat that one for a while now because it should yeah, really have, be at the top. I can't so, wait to actually go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> to watch this episode, Amazing. the one you just scored. Yeah. <laughs> no, and we fully believe you're going to do that too. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually, I mean, I kind of want to go back and watch MacGyver. I mean, this is, a, you've kind of sold me on it a little bit. Let's do yeah. it, man. You, you it's a fun group watch. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the issue. Like yeah. watching it by yourself, like, you know, you're just like, what am I doing with myself? But <laughs> as if a, you're alone in a room watching yeah, that, that's rough. rough. Like, rough. <laughs> but if you're watching with other people, MacGyver's a party, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do now? Fuck, what's he doing with that shit? Yeah. MacGyver. Um, uh, thank you both for being here. Do you have anything uh, that we missed? Anything you want to talk about? Any last remaining parting thoughts? No, man, it was a lot thank of fun. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it was thanks. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I hope you feel better, Greg. I'm really, <laughs> oh, it was no. so fun having you both here. Um, yeah. what, about, what about you, Annie? Any parting thoughts from you? No, I did really like when um, the villain said, I, I, I'm going to butcher the actual line, but she said something like, nobody MacGyver's like MacGyver. Or she says his name twice. I don't think that's a, what she said. But it, I, it's something like, like MacGyver is very MacGyver. It was insane. Um, yeah, and he didn't even react to it because that's just the <laughs> yeah. level we're at on the show. He's a very nonplussed hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Well, uh, that is it. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website at themacgyverpod.com and our socials and our Patreon. It's all at The MacGyver Pod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out for free on Pluto TV if you want to argue with that app or watch them on Paramount Plus, previously known as CBS All Access, or you can buy them on Amazon Prime. Uh, join us next week when we'll be breaking down Season 2, Episode 12, Family Matter. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, Friends are the adventures, the adventures of, of life. life. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>